Welcome to everybody podcast today for June 13th, 2016. Ireland just drew with Sweden in their first game of Euro 2016, which is unfortunate. It means we pretty much have to beat either Italy or Belgium, which I think both those are doable, but unlikely. But they are doable. Italy and Belgium are not teams that tend to play particularly well in any circumstances. Even when Italians are playing well, they don't hammer teams. And Belgium have the best players in the tournament, but aren't necessarily a very good team. Belgium might be a little more scared of than Italy, but you never know. It's it's unfortunate as well because we were pretty much far and away the better team. Sweden had 20 minutes after we scored. We dominated the first half, should have scored, we didn't. We scored two minutes into the second half, which with Ireland was far too early for us to score because we're not good at holding leads. But after that, Sweden came back into the game for 20 minutes and they scored a gammy goal, which Kieran Clark should have done a little better with, but he was also a tad unfortunate he had to do something. But if he was a better defender, he would have cut that off at the near post as opposed to being where he was. And... Sweden scored without actually having a shot on target. Sweden didn't look good at all. They did dominate us for for 20 minutes or so when we kind of took our foot off the pedal when we scored. We sat back. Then we took control of the game again and couldn't score. Which is unfortunate. It's the probably the worst result for both teams. Both teams needed to beat the other in order to try and get through with a third place spot. It means, yeah, between Ireland and Sweden, one will have to outdo the other in results against Belgium and Italy and hope Hope that that is enough to get through the group. You never know, though. E3. E3 is happening at the moment. I figured I'd talk about the two conferences that have happened. I'm not going to talk about EA because there's just like FIFA. Though I did see FIFA have a proper like career mode with a story, which is weird, but I suppose it actually makes a great deal of sense. But yeah, who, who cares about EA? They release their same old games and people that like them buy them. People that don't give out about them, even though they don't do anything that upsets anybody. I don't understand that. People give out about, oh, FIFA and Madden. It's like people like those games. I don't particularly play them, but the people that like them really like them, so let the people that like them like them and buy them. Don't give out that they exist. We had Bethesda and Microsoft. Both of those conferences have happened. Sony's is still to come. Bethesda revealed a couple of things. They revealed Quake in the stead of Doom, which they just released and has gotten very good reviews. I haven't played it. I'll buy it when it comes down in price. I, I tend to wait till most of those kind of games come down in price because they come down relatively dramatically, relatively quickly, which is the reason I tend not to buy games that, as they come out unless I really, really, really want them or unless they're Nintendo games because Nintendo games never come down in price, or at least the ones that people actually liked. They revealed Quake, which is interesting. A... a revival of the classic franchise from the 90s that made kind of first person shooters a thing that along with doom everyone remembers quake and doom from the 90s i was never particularly into either i played them because everyone played them but it's cool to see that these these franchises reimagined for the modern day they revealed more of dishonored 2 which i played some of dishonored and i really enjoyed it's the kind of game that people don't make enough anymore because people are too concerned making these huge open world games that don't have aims or things to do whereas I, I like the idea it's we make a series of levels we make about 20 levels go play through them play through them in different ways there's different things to do in each level there are little side quests you can do in each level but at the end of the day there these are condensed areas that you go through one by one and people it's like oh i don't like linear games i do like linear games i don't have a problem with games being linear as long as it's fun i admire the large scope of some games but i don't think it's a necessity um they reveal prey as well which was kind of a survival horror game by the looks of it. It did look quite scary. I don't like scary games because I'm a coward. <laughs> That's basically it. And Skyrim, they're re-releasing Skyrim on PlayStation 4 and I assume Xbox and Xbox 
Is that what the, the X, Xbox One S is going to be called now? The X-Bones. Anyway, I'll talk about that in a second. Skyrim, which they're remastering in HD. It looks pretty. And that's the kind of game I think they can make look very pretty with some work. And hopefully that's that'll be the case. It, in the trailer, it was like, ooh, new effects for water and snow. And also, volumeric god rays. I'm not sure what volumeric god rays are, but they're a thing that's going to be in the Skyrim remaster. Also, we had Microsoft. Microsoft went today with their big conference. They showed Dead Rising. They're releasing Dead Rising 4, which I'm, I'm not a big Microsoft guy. I, I, my brother has an Xbox and he never plays it because Xboxes don't have very many games at the moment that are worth playing. I can think of like Sunset Overdrive and Rare Replay, which is a bunch of N64 games. So the likes of Halo and Gears of War, that kind of stuff, but I, I don't care about any of that stuff. I, generic first person shooters have passed me by. I don't care about them. Do something interesting. Otherwise, I, I'm not interested. But the the big problem with Microsoft and the Xbox is there are no real exclusive games to play on that system that are really worth playing. One they did reveal, I think a couple of years ago, but they showed more of is Scalebound, uh, which is being made by Platinum Games, who have a pretty good track record. They made the likes of Bayonetta and Star Fox Zero, which is solid. They made that in conjunction with Nintendo as opposed to by themselves. The main character is super bro-y. He's like what people thought was cool in the early thousands, but it's 2016, which is an interesting choice. And he's probably what Japanese people think, because Platinum Games is a Japanese studio, he's probably what Japanese people think cool American people are like. But who knows? The trailer they showed was kind of online co-op-y, which I'm not a fan of again. I like the way Bloodborne did that and that the Soul series does, where you have the choice of bringing those people in, but I hate that it's mandatory. I hate that some online component or some multiplayer component is being shoehorned into every game known to man now, just because apparently that's what's popular. Maybe that's just responding to market trends, maybe. Individual single-player games just don't sell that well, I don't know. And that's the reason everyone's shoehorning multiplayer in in some way or some kind of multiplayer experience. Uh, speaking of shoehorning multiplayer experiences, Sea of Thieves, which is the new Rare game. I talked about Rare Replay and N64 remakes a second ago, but it is the new Rare game. It looks like an MMO, which decreases my interest to zero, <laughs> frankly, or you, you join up with your pals and go out in a seafaring adventure battling on pirate ships and plundering for treasure and finding long, far distant lands. And uh, that's all right in paper, but I have no interest in most MMO-style games or even like those multiplayer co-op kind of games. They, they don't appeal to me. I want a good single-player experience. I don't care about multiplayer. Very rare that multiplayer games, or at least those kind of multiplayer games, appeal to me. I don't mind competitive multiplayer games so much, but kind of cooperative multiplayer games, and they don't do much for me. Unless it's local, and then that's you sitting on a couch with a friend, and that's a totally different experience altogether. They also revealed more of ReCore, which I think looked looked like one of the better games they showed, as games that they showed go. Kind of a 3D platformer, which is not pla not enough platformers in 2016. People go make some more platformers. And the big thing that they revealed was the two different new Xboxes. The Xbox One S, which is the slim version, basically admitting if you've never seen an Xbox One in person, that thing is humongous. That thing is impractically large, and their controllers are uncomfortable. And it's like, why did you make a console so cumbersome and awkward? And now they're like, look, we've made a one that's not cumbersome and awkward. Do you want to buy that one too? So yeah, basically the release of the Xbox One S is a, a tacit admission that the original was a large 
rubbish mess. Anyway, it's smaller, I think, by 40%. It has a 2 terabyte hard drive, that kind of stuff. And they also revealed more of the Scorpio, or codename Scorpio, I believe, for now, or Scorpio Project, or whatever they're calling it, which is basically the Xbox 1.5 in the same way PlayStation are releasing what is codenamed the Neo or the PlayStation 4.5, which is a hardware revision for the Xbox and the PlayStation. PlayStation will probably reveal theirs a little later. And I'm not a great fan of that. I don't think this console cycle has yielded nearly enough to justify moving on to another one. And there is the unfortunate problem that every game released, or at least the plan, I believe, is for every game released on the Xbox One to also be released on the whatever the Scorpio ends up being called, which will result in a 3DS, new 3DS scenario where you have the new console and it can do all these things but no one is really making things that can do all these things on it or at least making things that work because people have had a bit of a problem with the current generation of making games to the scale and as large as those systems are capable of and doing it without them being buggy messes that don't work so how about we master the current generation before we try and move on to another one and actually put time into making things to play on the current generation of consoles before we even think about releasing another piece of hardware it's all well and good to go, this is bigger and better and bigger and better, but if there's nothing bigger and better to play on your bigger and better machine, then I have no interest. And I've, I have very little interest in visual fidelity anyway. I'm more interested in art style and actually doing something interesting with your visuals, because increased visual fidelity kind of tends to come with a tendency toward realism, and I don't like that in games. I don't like, ooh, it's a very realistic showing of our, our current world. And I want fantasy, I want you to take what you can do. You can literally do anything in a video game. And you want to just recreate life and shoot some people? That's not very fun at all. So I'm I'm not really in on the Scorpio or PS4.5 or Neo or whatever they're going to call it. That will be revealed tonight. And Nintendo aren't revealing the NX, which I think in hindsight now is a, a pretty good call to stay out of E3 with all these hardware revisions and come along in probably a month or two and go, look, this is what we're doing. And Nintendo releasing the NX, not because they're, ooh, we want to release a bigger and better system. Bigger and better is my words of the day. They're releasing a new system because the Wii U flopped and they want to release a system people actually bought and release games on that system. Because at least Nintendo supported the Wii U. There's a bunch of Wii U exclusives, a lot of which are tremendous games and hopefully have new life on new consoles in the future. Stuff like Donkey Kong Country, Tropical Freeze, Mario Kart, Smash, Cat and Toad, Wonderful 101. Super Mario Maker, Splatoon, Super Mario 3D World, all of these tremendous games and hopefully they will find new life down the line when they're released on Virtual Console or, or re-released on NX or whatever that happens. So those are some of the main points coming out of both Bethesda's and Microsoft's conference. A lot more coverage on podcast today of Sony's conference and whatever Nintendo poke and prod around at their three house shows and whether or not they reveal anything. I think they will reveal something, stuff like Box Boy and Detective Pikachu, small things that you can just go, hey, look, guys, we have Mother 3 now. You wanted that for ages, didn't you? And we'll see what PlayStation have, because it could be something very special, or it could be a bunch of, here's a lot of games that you, um, you know, won't get to play till 2018 or whatever, like last year's was, which was a huge conference. They revealed a bunch of really cool stuff, but a bunch of really cool stuff that you are never going to get to play. Well, you're going to get to play it eventually, but not anytime soon. So yeah, I'll have more... E3 coverage on over the next few days. Trying to get someone on to talk about it. If you want to come on and talk about E3, hit me up. Garrett Kenny on Twitter, G-A-R-E-T-T-K-I-D-N-E-Y. You can listen to new episodes of podcasts today, every single day, at soundcloud.com forward slash tbrskk. Also, episodes of the weekend show. Subscribe on YouTube, iTunes, and follow me on Twitter, as I said. Thanks for listening, and bye-bye. <laughs>